You're from Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 22 through 25. Hebrews chapter 10. 22 through 25. When you have it, say amen. Let us draw near with a true heart and the full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhort one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. You may be seated. This morning we want to focus on not forsaking the assembly. But we want to title it technology. Technology. This is probably not the first time you have heard this. And it probably will not be the last. This is not an excuse to make you feel guilty or justifiable. But a word or of encouragement, of comfort, and exhortation. Assembly together should be like Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's a time of eating and receiving. It's a time of joy, laughter, and healing. A time of fellowship and relationship. A time of greet and be greeted. Second Corinthians 13 verse five says this, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves, know you not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. Looking closely, it says, Examine yourself. It is your responsibility to examine you. Amen. We are good at looking at everybody else. Mm. And even telling God, they didn't do it, Lord. Mm. But we must examine ourselves. Amen. Even in saying, about being here on time, you must examine yourself of why you didn't get here. Amen. Whether you be in the faith, no one else can assure or give you the faith you need but you. Amen. I cannot have faith for you. I can encourage you and show you, but you have to have the faith. You got to know where you at. Amen. 
because you must examine yourself. And proving your own self. We always want to prove somebody else. But you must prove your own self. Your soul is in your hand continually. It is a work you must do yourself. You must convince yourself by letting no one else turn you from the faith. Amen. And believe me, people out there are trying to turn you from what is true. Amen. One meaning of a reprobate is morally untruthful person. And again, for our learning and understanding. Romans 13 and 11 says this, and that knowing the time, knowing the time, how many know what time it is? And I'm not talking about looking on your clock. How many know what time it is today? And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. If I could just say, when you first receive Christ, your salvation is nearer. Every day you turn a page in your life. Like the message last week, we were encouraged not to make excuses. Lord, I, I broke a fingernail, and that's how come I couldn't come church today. Oh, Lord, you know, the dog got out, and, and I couldn't find it. So, so I, had to, I had to go catch the dog. You know, you can make any excuse you want. And, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm giving out some crazy ones, but your excuse to God is crazy. Whatever it may be, we need to, to look, take a look at what time it is today. Amen. We know what time it is. Just like you know when it's time to go to work or go to school. And you prepare yourself that you may be there. I, I, I remember the warnings in, in elementary. They had, they had three bells. The first bell was telling you, you, you can come in. The second bell is letting you know it's time to get in. And, and, and the service squads and, and, and the patrol boys, they would, they would holler out, last bell. If you wasn't in the room by that last bell, you late. And many times, and that's in my time, elementary, you got punished for being late. And they had, they had these, these things where if you were on time, every day, all year, you got a certificate. Well, I don't know about y'all, but I want my certificate with Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to get in before the last bell. Just like you know, you can't hit the snooze button again. Huh? Technology. You got an alarm and a snooze button. And you can hit that snooze button so many times, you late. It's time to get up out of our sleep and redeem the time. 
Verse 14 of Romans 13 said, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. You know, when, when, when it's cold outside, you make provisions for your body before you go out. Amen. Even if it's just going to get the mail, you put something on and go out to get it. You do not walk out there in your birthday suit. And some of us go out in the cold without the proper attire in your pajamas. Now, what I'm saying is that when you go out into the world, the environment, you need to be prepared and have the right clothing on that you may be able to withstand what Satan going to throw at you. Just simply and going out in the cold. If you go out there with the wrong things on, you get, you're going to get catch a cold. Amen. The more a person forsakes assembling with the saints, the easier it gets to return to your own ways. Anybody witness that? Just the easier it gets to choose and do ungodly things. The easier it becomes to care about what is not right. And you become the last one to see it. How'd that happen? Technology. In some cases, technology has become a tool for some, someone to assemble. But technology also has become the excuse for some not to assemble. Technology does have its place. I think we all agree to that. But it was never meant to replace. Let me let me share some examples. Without technology, we might still be acting like the cowboys and Indians. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Drinking water straight from the river. I mean, I I I, I look at some cowboy movies. I've been looking at Rawhide and. Watching how they do things. I said, now, nah, this, this, is, this is ridiculous. I mean, they, they bathing in the water. The cows is in the water. And they filling their canteens drinking the water. If we did not have technology, that's the water we'd be drinking. Uh, bathroom being outside instead of in-house. Amen for the technology. Has anybody ever went on a, on a trip and, and you went to a, a rest area and that's where you had to. And you say, honey, let, let's let's go to the next rest area. I, I can hold it. And the further down south you go, the worse they become. <laughs> The first thing said to, to every child and said, before you go on the trip, go where? Because we ain't stopping. Somebody know what I'm talking about. How, re how many remember 
heating one room in the house. I, I'm, I know I, I'm talking to, I ain't talking about young folks. Y'all have no idea. Heating room in one house, and at night you hope the heat goes through the rest of the house to keep warm when you sleep. And if not, you, you had to get an extra cover. And that's when we really wore pajamas. Because of technology, we've gone from heating by wood to heating oil to natural gas. Our light has gone from candles to electricity to solar. This is all because of men's invention of technology. But we must also admit sometimes some things would be better off without some things technology has brought. Amen. Yeah, yes, because of technology, we can talk and see people all over the world. Because of technology, we've gone from private phones to a phone booth. Even though many out here don't have no idea what a phone booth is. We've gone from shortwave radio in the car to cell phones in your pocket. Everybody got one. I mean, four-year-olds. Don't even know the meaning of it, but they know how to work them thumbs. And them fingers and get technology. Gone from talking on the phone to texting in the car. More accidents exist because of that type of technology. Because of technology, DNA has proven people innocent. While DNA also has proven and found people guilty. But on the other note, because of technology, we can hear the word of God Amen. by radio and television. Amen. We can receive life and truth because of technology. We see firsthand what God is doing. We can record what is said and done and go over it again and again and again. We can look at it on YouTube. But this technology was not meant to replace the assembly. Amen. Not meant to replace coming together, worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Amen. Technology has given many excuses not to assemble. Some excuses are, I don't need to go to church to be saved or to hear what is being spoken. God talks to me at home. I can read my Bible anywhere, anytime. Me and God have a good time together. Even that statement is wrong. It should be God and I. Putting him first, but not me and God. 
God and I have a good understanding. Yeah. God understands where you at, but you don't understand where you at. Let's go back to verse 22 of, of, of Hebrews 10. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. We are here today with the belief, trust, and by faith that Jesus came and died and rose again. And by doing so, he has provided us with salvation and eternal life. Can, can anybody give a witness to, I mean, can y'all, y'all agree to that? So let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance. Full assurance means freedom from doubt. It is to have certainty or self-confidence. Our hearts must have and be in perfect harmony with the teachings of Christ. We must believe and be fully persuaded that the gospel has the salvation that is needed for us, that we that will take hold of us and save us without hesitation. Second Corinthians 71 tells us, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us clear, clean ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Hebrews also told us, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. When you look around, I think you will see and agree God's people are not drawing near or paying attention to the time. They seem to be pulling away. Things have become so bad in the world, just like people can't tell the difference between a boy and a girl, you can't tell Christians from the world. Amen. It says in 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Whatever God has promised, he is faithful to give it. So hold to the profession of what you believe without wavering. Let us hold on to it against all temptations, against all terrors of the world, because the world and their temptations will separate you from the love of God and your faith in him. Look at 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 through 5. But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. It is God who will teach you, and you are kept by his word. And it says, and we have confidence in the Lord touching you that ye both do and will do the things which we command you. He who keeps his mind stayed on him will be kept in perfect peace. Yes, yes. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and to the patient waiting for Christ. Let's look at verse 24. In Hebrews again. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good to good works. Sometimes we need a little help. Sometimes we need a little push. 
If you don't need help, consider your brother who may not be as strong as you think you are. If you don't need to receive from God, go and give God to someone who needs him. And here's the, the key of it. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Does anybody know what forsake means? It means to quit, abandon, to leave entirely. People are not just quitting, but they are leaving and abandoning the church entirely. Amen. Anybody know what is the assembly is? It's a group of people gathered together. Does anybody remember the being, that being together means being in relationship with one another? And what day is approaching? It ain't Halloween. Amen. It ain't Thanksgiving. Or Christmas. It is the last day. Yes, it is. The return of Christ. Resurrection day. The soon coming king. Man calls it doomsday. Doom if you don't know Jesus. Deliverance day if you do. So don't abandon the assembly. Don't leave those you labor with. Don't quit doing what you have learned. The time is coming when we all will need fellowship. Amen. Look at Revelations 3, 2 and 3. This is what it says. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. No, it says receive, heard, hold fast to it, and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Do you see why we got to continue to to assemble ourselves and study to show ourselves approved unto God? Do we see why we got to continue to work in him In him? We live and move because he's going to come when we know not when Amen. we got to be ready. Jesus is coming. And we don't want to be caught playing. We need each other to exhort one another, to comfort one another, to warn one another, to encourage one another, and to teach each other. As we see and wait on the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus has much to say to the seven churches in Revelation. Jesus said this to one church, I come quickly, hold fast which you have that no man take your crown. To another, he said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. And to one, he said, I know thy works. Where, 
where you dwell, even where Satan's seat is, and you held fast my name and has not denied my faith. The Bible tells us Jesus will come with the clouds and every eye shall see him. Jesus said, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. I am the beginning and the end. It has been said many times in the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. I believe God is trying to get our attention. We see it in the climate of the weather. We see it in man's actions. We see it in the economy. We see it by the plagues that are now on the earth. It is no longer a city, a state, or a country problem. It's a global problem. My cry out to you is the same cry that Paul said. I beg you by saints, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable, the least you can do. And most of all, be not conformed to this world. It is so corrupt and wicked, it will eat you alive. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Remember to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now let us go and let us close with Hebrews 10. 1 through 14. Verse 1. For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. Meaning the law was put in place then until Jesus could come and do what was needed for us now. For then would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshipers once purged should have had no more conscience of sin. Since it was impossible for the sacrifice of the law to purify our conscience, we needed a more spiritual and better sacrifice. Verse 3 says, but in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. Back then, they needed an animal to be sacrificed for their sin. But as it says in this verse, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sin. The sacrifice around the law could not do it. Every year they had to repeat it over and over. Every year the shedding of more blood. Verse 5, wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he says, sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not. But a body has thou prepared me. The body of Christ replaced the animal sacrifices. What the animals could not do, the body of Christ could. And burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin, those has, has had no pleasure. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he said, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offerings for sin thou wouldest not. Neither has thou pleasure therein which offered by the law. God is not pleased or has no pleasure in the sacrifice of animals. Then said he, I lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. What the law could not do in the sacrifice of animals, Jesus did, making it grace. By the which will we see sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Amen. And every priest standing to 
daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down on the right hand of God. There is no other man that can or will die for you. From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering, he perfected forever them that are sanctified. Saints, don't let anyone cause you to forsake the assembly. We all need fellowship and relationship. God saw back then a falling away and forsaking. So he encouraged, he instructed, he gave Paul the words to say to us, forsake not the assembly of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhort one another as you see the day approaching. It is time for us to get real, to get right and get ready because he's coming for a church you are the church must be prepared without spot, wrinkle, blemish, or any such thing. If you have that spot, that blemish, get rid of it now. Because when he comes, when the eastern skies are cracked, it's too late yes. Amen. to repent. Mm, thank you, Lord. Amen. This is not a I love you message. No. But it's a message that I love you. And I must tell you. We need to redeem the time while we have the time. My time is up and I thank you for yours.